Another episode of the Three Wise Guys podcast. It's your boy Aria. I'm here with Luke, and I'm here with the Lockbow, and we're recording on a Friday today, which is a little bit different. So we're all a little bit tired from the week, but and the Lockbow had to get a massage on Monday. So yeah. <laughs> sure, blame it on me. Oh, yeah. massage. <laughs> I'm totally putting it on you, but it's okay because we were all so good for Friday. But you know. I mean, it's not on D, bro. Like, we got yeah. high. I know when he came back, there was no chance of us. Like, he came back at like 7.30. There was no way we were going to start it at 7.30. What do you I mean? Know, Why bro? not? Bro, it's like, too late. Bro, it was bright as fuck outside. Like, you're just watching Mr. Robot, okay? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I fully take responsibility as well. <laughs> bro, it's like we're fucking 25, man. If 7.30 is too late to start something, even on a weekday, it's no. like, we might as well die. <laughs> like, we, we might as well be fooling <laughs> it was supposed to go out for dinner there was like what two three different things planned <laughs> and they all fell through except my massage <laughs> you're like oh yeah yes but, but to be fair the only thing that's consistent there is that no one knew about the massage except for you but then we all the all three of us knew about the other plans <laughs> yeah well fair enough <laughs> also you're the one who booked a massage at the time that we record a podcast every week uh, we never record at six bro was it not like 6.30? No, that massage was 6 to 7. We literally always record at 7. At 6, you ask, what time, boys? And we say 7, 7.30. Anyways, we're here now. We're recording. We're recording. How you boys doing? What's new? Not much, bro. Damn. Not much. Right. D's been on his uh, fucking grind, bro. I feel like I haven't seen this guy in like two weeks. What do you mean? You know what I mean, bro. What I was the last conversation we had? I don't even remember. I don't know. We had, you well, you've been busy too. Like we've been missing each other. It's not just me that's yeah. been gone. No, fair enough. But like, no, you're 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 busy. You've been busy. Uh, we hung out last night. I yeah. was I was gonna say yeah, me and Arya day. have had many a conversation. <laughs> okay. No. Well, Arya, okay. We got. I feel like I've conversed with both of you. We live together. What is this? I haven't seen you. I haven't spoken to you. Didn't you guys? What was the last argument you guys got into? It was, it was no. It was recent. It was something. Oh fuck! What was it about? I can't even remember. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, this is a great start to this podcast. You know, just excellent, excellent content out here. Three twenty-five-year-old men talking about. Um, seven thirty being too late to start something and um, not seeing each other for two weeks, which you is actually a plain lie. Considering we went to the cottage last weekend, we like, did. We yeah. fully went to a cottage together. <laughs> Drama queen, bro. Yeah. So okay, I have a I have a question, man. Like, um, like are some people just naturally like badass sports? Because, like, I'm, I've been thinking about this, right? And, um, yeah, like, I'm really bad at, like, hand-eye coordination. And, like, I genuinely believe if I, like, actively trained, like, if I hired a trainer and they did those fucking, like, you know that, like, thing that, like, uh, pro athletes do where there's, like, a wall of light bulbs and they light up and you're supposed to, like, hit them. The reflex. Right, yeah, like, yeah. stuff like that. And, like, if I w- went through serious training, I feel like my hand-eye coordination would still just be, like, average. No, I that I don't believe. I think, like... Even if you, you're not blessed with natural athletic ability, if you just work harder than everybody else, you can be one of the best. Absolutely. Right? Like, you're one of the best, bro. You can. Absolutely, you can. Absolutely, you can. Yeah. Sure, maybe you need like a little bit, but like the talent can come in like your mindset and the way you play the game, right? Like let's just say you're playing professionally, all this yeah. to say, right? Like you can actually like put in like a fuck ton of work and be good. Not average, above average from the human. Yeah, above average. Not the best, but like, yeah, above average yeah, for sure. I can see above average, but like I can't see like top like 
like you know 20 percentile or something anything like that no absolutely i suck at sports too like my hand-eye coordination is dog shit i don't think it's as bad as yours but like like you have like others like you have like sports that you're like you snowboard way better than me but like you know i don't know does that have anything to do with hand-eye coordination no no, that's just no, like a yeah. body, mind, body connection type shit. Like, yeah, like I suck at that. As physical intelligence, we talked about this a yeah. little while back. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So like, uh-huh. like, yeah. My my physical intelligence is like super low. Like yours is higher than mine, and maybe like my shitty hand eye coordination is slightly, maybe on par with you, maybe slightly, ever so slightly better. But yeah, like I suck at sports. Too. I don't give a shit though. But all this to say, Luke, like absolutely some people can just naturally be bad at sports. Like yeah. just like some people are naturally like really good at sports, some people can definitely not be naturally bad. Yeah. I'm just like adding people my people are dumb people. Pardon? What? It's like some people are naturally dumb. Like, you know, others are <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll Do you care to give an example? Out. Like, yeah, there's someone in your mind right now. I know. Yeah, it. Like, I know <laughs> there's, there's no one in my mind. It's just you know, some people like read a sentence three to four times and they get it, and other people read a sentence three to four times and they're like, "Huh?" <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Who is reading a sentence three to four This times? is a very specific. Example. Yeah, are we talking about an illiterate person? Like maybe. What? No, not even necessarily illiterate. Like, you know how you, you guys all went to math? Like, you guys all went to, like, high school, and, like, there was, like, this algebra equation, whatever, and the whole class got it. And then there was just this one kid, and everyone was explaining it to him, and he just didn't understand why X was in the same sentence as, like, numbers. You know what I mean? And you're like, dude, like, like, like... Oh, that's special. That's special. <laughs> that's a very special. Yeah, I don't I don't think, okay, I do. I do like. There's people on my mind for. I'm not gonna say any, any names, obviously, right? But you know, those people where it's like they pretend like they're listening to you. You know, usually if if I'm talking to someone and they're nodding their head and they say, mm-hmm, "Yeah," that usually is like an indication that you're listening, you understand, yeah. you comprehend. Like, keep going with your sentence, man. I'm listening to you. You know, no. But then you find out maybe like a day later when you try to talk about it again. It's it's like it, it kind of went through one year and out the other. Like you were mm-hmm. never listening to me at, at one point. There's yeah. definitely plenty of those. There's definitely plenty of those. Yeah. I don't know if that equates to like like actual intelligence or if they're just like socially awkward like that. I don't know. I think it's on a spectrum, but yeah, you know, like intelligence does have like a little bit of a factor there. Because I think there's some people like you say something to them once, like even if they're passively listening, like. You know what I mean? They can, like, at least, like, you know, relate to that. Like, you know when they say someone's sharp, like, you know, you pick up things pretty quickly. Like, you know, stuff like that. Like, I think that probably best relates to that. I think it's easier to, like, spot, like, the, like, the, the way you were just talking about, like, like, a sharp person versus, like, a person who's kind of, like, as D would say, dull. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, like, no. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm naturally unathletic. I guess that's the conclusion <laughs> here. Um, moving on, though, um, I wanted to talk about like the the, the Liberal Party uh, fiasta that's been going on. Like, oh, you need this, to tell us. I don't know what's been going on. You don't know? So basically, the Canadian, the Canadian wait, Liberal actually, Party? Neither of you guys know what happened. When did this happen? So Canadian this happened this week. The Liberal Party literally reshuffled every single one of their cabinet members. Okay, so, I saw that. Their yeah. cabinet members are either net new or they're in completely different positions, and a couple of them got fired. So, <laughs> this is like an absolute move of desperation because right now the Liberal Party is projected to get slaughtered in the next uh, election. So, this is basically like Justin Trudeau's like last ditch attempt of like we're switching things up because um, like the main perspective and the main message the Conservative Party is going to come out for the next election is like. Look what the liberals did to the like the economy, and it's like it's kind of undeniable, right? Now they didn't really necessarily have like full control over that, but like it doesn't matter. They kind of got dealt a bad hand, so I guess I don't know. Maybe Justin Trudeau is bluffing. Maybe he's doing some different things. How do you feel about this? Like just wait, two wait. years into his terms, completely shuffling the cabinet. This is by the okay, way, this I, has never sh- happened in history before. Two questions. 
to the same there's one more year, there's one more year until the election by the way if that oh, was okay. Okay. So, yeah. okay. yeah. yeah. that was one, one of the questions so just one more yeah. year before the election November 5th 2024 I believe yep. is the date Okay, fuck. First off, Canada has so many elections, so many goddamn times. Like, goddamn. Okay, that's yeah. one. And then two, like, I remember there was like a strike with like the CRA and a bunch of workers. Is that still going on or is that over? I think that's over. I think that's over, but I have okay. no idea what ended up happening with that, to be honest with you. Okay, fair enough. All right, cool. All right, go ahead. Yeah, you're saying. The question was... Yeah, like, how do you guys feel about this? And, and and like, if you guys don't necessarily like understand, let's say, like the impact of this, keep in mind each minister has very, very heavy like influence on the laws and regulations for their respective categories, right? So, get, let me give you an example. One of my clients, they're an HVAC client, and we also have a client that is a windows and doors client. So, the minister of like green energy—that's not their title, but like their their whole thing is like environments, like saving the environment. They were one of the people in an attempt to like kind of turbocharge the economy. They released these giant rebates. So like if, for example, you replace your old water heater with like a more eco-friendly water heater, you get like a $7,000 credit. So that's, for example, one example of a minister, right? So for example, this new minister could come in. Like I'm talking to my client today about this. They were like kind of joking around. They're like, oh, you know, maybe the new minister will just take away this rebate. And that's like fully possible. It probably won't happen. But that's just one example, right? Like, for example, the education minister, they can control like how much public funding universities get and things like that as well. So these are like all the implications like at a high level, right? So like education, transportation, foreign affairs. By the way, sorry, foreign affairs, I know, is one of the ministers that did not get switched. Like one of the few ministers that like are just chilling. Um, But yeah, like a lot of them got reshuffled. And I don't know how I feel about that because, okay, like, I'll let you guys talk in one sec, but my main thought process is like, how do you just like, I don't know if this is true, but like, how do you just take the transportation minister and then make him like the health minister? Like what's like, like how is that supposed to like be a good, I, I don't know. Like how is that supposed to be a good idea? Like, I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? I, I think this too speaks to <laughs> like how much nothing they really do. Like very tough. <laughs> Right, because it's like, is it like if everything goes well? Think about it. It's like, well, you know, I guess we can put anybody in that position. And it's gonna work out the same or fine, <laughs> yeah. right? Because it's like, wow, how do you just reshuffle your cabinet? Like, why is that just like, you know what I mean? Like, imagine this happened to a company. Like, imagine Twitter was like, yo, our like VP marketing is now just VP finance, and our VP finance is VP operations, and then the like the marketing person is now like. A fucking like HR person. It's like, what? Like everyone would be like, bro, like let's talk, like let's tank the stock. This makes no fucking sense. But like when a government does it, it's just like, okay, like this could be good, I guess. I don't know. Okay, I, I know so- cabinets reshuffle in general. Like it happens. They do, yes. Like and, it, and it's not like it's a very infrequent thing as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think all of them changing like this drastically, that's a bit like it, it never happened before. Yeah, Never that's that's before. the that's what's making yeah. headlines, right? It's yeah. like the fact that there's seven rookies on the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. Like they yeah, like they've never been like a, like a cabinet minister or anything like that. They're just they've been promoted and now they're there, which was gonna happen at one point or other. But yeah, rarely <laughs> do you see like seven of them happening all at once. You know, it's like you can probably count the amount of like rookie cabinet members like from the past like however many years on your hands. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah, I mean like. Without knowing any context, and you guys feel free to correct me and butt in. Um, like, yeah, I guess the the question mark here is seven people getting replaced at the same time. But like, I don't think within, I, within, no, no, not seven. Oh, seven of them are rookies. Yeah, like, so those oh, are net new ministers, and then the other ones just got shuffled. Okay. So, so like, like the entire cabinet has changed, basically, with with the exception of like three roles, basically. Yeah, like I like I'm I, I got it open here. They said eight ministers kept like their portfolios and stuff. Like okay. uh, the 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 finance minister kept their portfolio, foreign affairs minister kept their, their portfolio, environment and climate change kept it, innovation science and industry kept it, indigenous services kept. Um, Federal Economic Development Agency, same. Northern Affairs Minister, same. And Women, Gender Equality, and Youth kept your job. So, what did you laugh there, dude? <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I saw you chuckle, bro. <laughs> so one of the one of the guys. By the way, just to just to kind of say this, one of the guys who who got uh, promoted. He went from parliamentary secretary to the minister of international trade, export promotion, small business, and economic development. Got promoted to the minister of justice and attorney general of Canada. Is he a lawyer? Jesus. Yeah. Well, I. To be honest, I have no idea, but this guy, his name is RF Varani, and he's actually the representative for our area. Oh, yeah, right he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, wait, can, we go, can we go back to Bill Blair? Chocolate? Bill Blair is now the <laughs> Minister of National <laughs> Defense. Aria is <laughs> chugging full force ahead. Sorry, he's yeah, not I letting like, me. I, I'm like looking at some of these names. Like, Bill Blair used to be the police chief of Toronto, and he's now the Minister of. National defense. Which what? Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, wait that a second. Well, no, 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 no. He wasn't like the most re- like before that. He was the president of the King's Privy Council for Canada and Minister of Emergency Preparedness. But like, you can understand how a police chief can be Minister of Defense, right? So yeah, I'm more curious sense. about this Parkdale MP. That's the Attorney General. Like this dude has to be a qualified fucking lawyer. For him to be the Attorney General of Canada, like, well, am I tripping there, or like, you know what I mean? What, but what does a qualified lawyer mean, though, right? Like, so like you mean you went to law school and you have a law degree and you practice, Luke? That's what it means to be a qualified. Yeah, lawyer. but it's like, imagine he he practiced like corporate law or something. Like that wouldn't be that applicable. I don't know. Like, as long as you're a lawyer, you're a lawyer. Like, I don't like who knows what law, like. I don't know. I don't know that it matters too much because, like, what? As the attorney general, you do corporate law, you do criminal defense law, you do trade law, you do all fucking types. Like, you do it all together. As long as you're just, like, a lawyer and you know, like, what like what a fucking brief is and, like, you know, how to write that and, like, you know, how to present an argument. Like, you should be... An underwriter, an underwriter would know that. Or, like, a, like a, what's it called? No, not, not an underwriter. What is the paralegal? Like, a paralegal, paralegal. would know how to do that. So question, question. Does the Minister of Health have to be a doctor? Ooh. No. I, okay, so by the way, uh, Ari Varani is a Canadian lawyer. Okay, right. yeah. See, so yeah, okay, that's good. Like, you see, it'd be crazy if like you just brought in someone random. Okay, and Luke, the yeah. reason why I was laughing about the gender blah blah woman and youth <laughs> is like if like anyone could be reshuffled, like it could be that guy, because like anyone can, can be that guy. <laughs> it's a guy. Right? Like, I don't know. Is it a guy or a girl? No, the gender person. Or... There's no way the gender equality oh, person gets to be a guy, bro. I'll, I'll say there's I'll, no way. There's just no way. Like, Come on. I'll say this in general. When it comes to like cabinets, ministers, and things like that, their sole focus is policy. They have professionals and experts sure. consulting them on a daily basis. Yes. So yes. there is, in theory, there's no need for a requirement for them to be like a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, like pertinent to that specific position because that's a lot harder to find, right? Yeah, but but you, I, need, you need a politician I, who's good at politicking. I would, I would say in general, Arya, you are right. But for something like yes. the attorney general, for someone like the minister of finance, sure. like those, like for someone that's like, you know, minister of like science and stuff, like, like, a little, like, at least for those little things, like, you know, I feel like you do, like, need to be a professional. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no. you might have been, you might have not practiced in a minute, but, like, you do have to be a professional. Now, for, like, majority, like, what what is it, like, the interior development and trade and something? Yeah, you can be a politician and then you consult with, like, you know, people. Even to an extent, like, the foreign affairs minister has to be a diplomat. Like, you actually have to be a diplomat or... Like, you know, someone that's right. studied, like, you know, so, like, so I do think to a certain extent, but like, don't get me wrong, if there's, I think I was reading that there's like 20 ministries now, like out of the 20, maybe only like five of them, like probably need to be professionals. The rest of them, like, I think for the most part, like, you could be shuffled and Luke, no, like I, the minister of chick is a black woman. So obviously, yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't double check that because I was like, it would be mad if that was a guy. So the new... Uh, Minister of Health used to be the leader of the government in the House of Commons. His name is Mark Holland. Okay, you're not a doctor or anything like that, but he his profession is a health executive, investment advisor, and politician. I just okay. My That's perspective is like I agree and I understand why you would say like you don't have to be that type of professional. But like, let's say okay, this is going to be a bad comparison. But like, politicians, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> 
Like think about like a marketing agency and an account manager, right? So like my pool is more digital marketing heavy. Do I need to know digital marketing to manage my pool? Not necessarily because I'm not the net implementers. There's operations teams that can inform me, right? But yeah. is it a plus if I have digital marketing experience? Yes. And that's why they kind of hired me for this role, right? So yeah. it would be one of those things where like if like let's say I left the company and they hired someone who doesn't have digital marketing experience, I'd say like in all aspects, that's kind of like a net downgrade in a way, right? Okay. Now, there might be aspects of that person that are better for the role than what I do. Maybe they're better at communication. Maybe they're better at organization. And maybe those aspects like outweigh the lack of experience in let's say the net industry. But like, I think it's just like, and, and let me take a step back, okay? I actually like this. So I know I brought this up like, oh, dude, like this is fucking crazy. Like imagine if a company did this, it'd be wild. It'd be- but like, but like, that's exactly why I'm saying this. Like imagine if a fucking company did this. Like, and if a company were to do this, it'd probably be like a company owned by Elon Musk. Because it's like, I kind of see this as like, yo, you know, like a, like a, like a Hail Mary. You know, it's like the team. Yeah. Okay. It, this is my perspective on this. Okay. There, this is the fourth quarter. We're down by a number of points that if we just played a normal game, we're not going to win. So we got to do things like we got to pull the goalie. We can't be going for field kicks. You know what I mean? We can't We can't be going for two-point plays. And Justin Trudeau, instead of what a typical politician would do, is, which is just like go for the normal plays and just die, lose the game. They just But like have an excuse for losing the game. He's putting in these Hail Mary plays. And I kind of like that because, you know, there is a year. There is a year. And like, let's say like some of these ministers really do put in policies that change things. I think that will be advantageous. And I don't necessarily even think Justin Trudeau's doing this to try and win the next election. I think he's doing this to set himself up and the Liberal Party up for like the future. Does that make sense? Because what yeah. the, the Liberal Party doesn't want is a conservative party that have like two to three terms. That would be really bad for them, right? So maybe yeah. like, in my opinion, they're kind of doing this Hail Mary play to be like, this is the only way we're going to set ourselves up for success, like into the future of future. By the way, I'm an idiot and I don't know politics at all. But this is just like, I like this shit. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Like my thing is like, I, I'm with you there where I'm like, I, like, it's okay. Like totally. Cause I'm thinking about this as a company. Right. So like every ministry slash agency is essentially a company in its own. Right. And the minister is the CEO. So mm. like, obviously like for a hospital, like if, if you're the head of a hospital, if you're the CEO or the chief medical director of a hospital, like you would need to be a doctor. You know what I mean? Or if you were the... Like, I don't think so. Well, you absolutely do. For a hospital? You do. Yes. We, yeah, working in a hospital, you're, you're a doctor. Uh, you have to like okay. supervise other doctors and things you like have that, to right? You, you need Politi- to be a doctor. Like, Politics don't get me wrong. I'm, that's not a direct parallel to the health. Like, I don't think the health is like like a hospital. Like, I, for health, like, minister of health, I don't think you need to be a doctor. You do need to have been involved in like um, the healthcare space or like, you know, pharmaceuticals or something like that. But it's like, Oh, like for you to be a banker, like, you know, the head of a, a accounting firm, actually, let me use that better. You do need to be an accountant. You know what I mean? To be the head of like, you know, a technology firm to an extent, you might not like, like a Facebook or something. You don't need to necessarily be a coder. You could just be like a business person. So I imagine like that is what most of these other, other ministries are where, Hey, if you're just someone that's good at like assembling teams and like coordinating teams and getting things done, getting results, like you're probably pretty good, like, you know, at being a minister. So like we're talking about all, the, all these seven new guys that were in, in like, you know, hired. I would imagine I don't know any of this and like, you know, fact check me and like, you know, I'm open to new information later. I'd like to think <laughs> Trudeau promoted them because they brought out results in like whatever their districts are. Or, I would think they so. Success, you know, they successfully passed like, you know, policies, you know what I mean? Even like, you know, across the aisle. Maybe some people are just good at working across the aisle, you know, with the conservatives and the liberals and NDP and shit like that. Or some people have great relationships, you know what I mean? Extremely well connected, you know, like and like like a foreign affairs guy. Oh, you know, you went to school with the like president of fucking the US or something like that. You know what I mean? Like great connections, great at building teams. Like I feel like these are like, you know, some of the attributes, like, you know, like someone like Trudeau or, or great at delivering results someone like Trudeau would look for when bringing in like, you know, new ministers to like shake things up. And like Luke said, is looking for, Hey, one year to the election, 
we need to be able to have some things to show for ourselves to be like, hey, we actually give it our best and this is what we're able to do. Uh, this is a very nice way of looking at it. I think I think ultimately too, like what we're not talking about is the fact that not anyone can be a minister. You have to be elected. So usually when they want to like find their cabinet, they don't necessarily have access to like, oh, we're going to find a doctor for like the minister of health. We're going to find a lawyer for, you know, well, you know, the I think the attorney general for sure has to be a lawyer just because like they work on cases. But like that's yeah. a caveat. Right. But like all these other things, you're not always going to find the qualified professional you know, to, to handle that. You're finding politicians, seasoned vets that know how to lead people, talk to people, and then take advice and then do their best to make a decision based on it. That's what politics is. That's all that it is. And that's why I think ultimately they that's how it's done. It's Are normal. you saying like, private citizens can't be ministers? I mean, you need to be a politician to be a minister? You need to be a, an elected official to be in the cabinet. Yes, you have to be a member oh. of parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can't just like apply for it like a job. No. Oh, <laughs> that's why the prime minister okay. appoints you. They prime minister appoints from the members of parliament that are wow. that are selected in uh, in their cohort. That's actually kind of interesting. I don't know that yeah. Nigeria is the same like that. I think in Nigeria you can hire private citizens to be. <laughs> no, you know, like here's lot, the thing, right? <laughs> like, okay, like let's let's remove ourselves like, away a little okay. bit from the minute. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Like I think. This is smart and okay. Like, I think, like, obviously, politics is incredibly complex. Like, it's not the same as like a company because, like, I don't know, maybe it is because, like, when you think about a company, right? Like, a company's really driven on like profit. A, com- a country is kind of driven by GDP, right? Like, now, obviously, yeah, not every single absolutely. minister is concerned about that, but they are restricted by it, right? Just yeah. like how, like, an HR person isn't necessarily like, like let's what's the word like as concerned about revenue but like mm-hmm. a sales team or a marketing team or mm-hmm. a finance team is does that make sense yeah. i don't know yeah, not yeah. not a good comparison but like i no, think no, one no, of no. the things is like uh, can i give my opinion yeah i, for sure. I completely disagree okay. i don't think like okay. the politics in any country is like they're like oh like you know you get gdp for you get results i got it. every politician cares about one thing and one thing only and that's to get reelected because then they can get more funding. That's fair. They can stay in power. They can do whatever they want. If GDP falls for whatever reason, but they're getting votes because of other reasons, they'll take that in a heartbeat. I'm telling you right now. Well, but I think I would say that like GDP in general is aligned with like getting reelected because the populace wants to see the country being prosperous and growing. And I think yeah. like it's not the only indicator, but it's like a leading indicator of like the country being. Like, yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you. Like, I, I think Arya is right, but like, I think like GDP also is like just us here in Toronto. Like, like yeah. we all keep talking about like the housing crisis and like, Hey, like we can't afford houses. Wages are a little bit too low. That is all GDP. Like if we're being like, you know, realistic yeah. to an extent, right. It's GDP but- per capita. You know what I mean? Like, you know, cost of living, like all of that, it, like, you know, that is like the price, like supply chain, blah, 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 all of that. Like, that is what, like, you know, we want, like from our elective officials, like the mayoral campaign was like totally based on like housing affordability, right? Like, to an extent, like she needs to be able to, I remember I was like, I don't, like, I'm not a voter, but I was like, if I was voting for the Toronto election, I was looking for, hey, how are you going to fix this Toronto deficit? Do you know what I mean? And the only way you can do that is by raising revenue. And the only way you can raise revenue is by, you know, creating more jobs and bringing more money into the I, city for people to, you know, get. But like, I fully I it's am a factor, but not the biggest. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I fully am on the same page that, like, political issues are just incredibly complex. And there's not, like, an easy solution to these things. But for me, and, like, this is kind of pivoting a little bit, but, like, not necessarily. Like, for me, the biggest problem with Canadian like like society in a way is brain drain. And what I say is like if you are like a top like one percentile person in Canada, you have every incentive to leave Canada. Because the fact of the matter is like you're capped. Like if you're a very, very intelligent engineer, if you're a very intelligent finance person, if you're a great doctor, the fact of the matter is if you're a doctor, uh, healthcare is public. You're, you're going to receive a cap to your funding. You're never going to be seen as a world premier surgeon in a, pre, in a specific industry. You won't, you won't be making the most money. 
exactly the but premier be, surgeon thing is a different like metric but sure but yeah. it is because in canada you're going to be capped the public healthcare system isn't going to give you all the equipment you need if you go to a private hospital in like america you, you can probably have the best equipment the best assistance the best training sure. all that stuff right private hospitals do exist here by the way they do yeah but yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sure, but you you get the i like, understand what you're like, saying yeah, yeah we know examples of this man like my friend william like you know like got tons of offers in canada the fact of the matter is the u.s offer is like fucking triple and they're gonna cover housing it's like at that point it's like whoa like is there even a comparison and when you think about like the net problems right like problems with like roads like housing all this stuff i think if we had really really smart people who are willing to stay here we'd be able to solve some of those problems like what about the best engineers that get like fished by u.s companies would they not be able to like help solve transportation issues like, what about, like, the best finance people or, like, the best, like, zoning people? They might be able to help us with our housing problem, right? But the problem is, like, instead of those people working in Canada to try and preserve, like, Canadian society, what's happening is they're leaving and then foreign people are coming in. And the people who are existing in Canada right now, the, the fact of the matter is, like, they're almost all legacy. Like, you look at, like, a lot of companies, it's all families who hire other family members. It's not based on qualification. It's not based on like skill. It's not based on talent. And like the fact of the matter is like I, I was reading a stat, uh, like a stat on the peak the other day. Like when you look at the board of directors at like top Canadian companies, almost like uh, like a huge percentile of them are just related to each other. Like that's insane to think about, right? Like is that like ever a thing in any other country? So I don't know. It's just like, yeah. to, like obviously there's like a billion Andrew. issues. I feel like, <laughs> sorry. I was like Saudi Arabia. He's like Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro, I tell you, it's worse than this place. All right, fair, you fair enough. Saudi Arabia's doing all right, bro. <laughs> but I don't know. Like to me, like the brain drain is like the biggest problem because I'm like, if we can't even keep the the like the smartest people here, then like, what's like, how are we going to be productive, right? Like, I don't know. Like that's that's just my shitty opinion. But no, no, no. I think I think it's very valid. I think Canada is also working on that, like actively, because you're right. There, there is not enough qualified, like not qualified. There's not enough like labor and labor participation in Canada. Like you know, that's why like the immigration laws are the way it is. Like you know, very very friendly towards immigrants, and that's why the immigration system is the way it is, where it's a points based system based on like you know how much education, like what's your qualifications. And like, I don't know if you guys saw, but like Canada just because like America's immigration is getting super fucked right now. Like Canada just announced like if you're an, uh, a U.S. person with an H-1B visa and like it's expiring and, uh, you know, you haven't been able to renew it, just bring your expired H-1B visa into Canada and we'll get you jobs and you'll be able to live here and bring your whole family here. Where they're like, hey, we understand that we're losing a lot of people uh, to the U.S. because, like, the U.S. just competes way better in terms of salaries, like, and stuff like that, right? But now, like, you know, like, they, all of this to say they're recognizing, like, hey, this is a fault, and, you know, they're, they're finding, like, you know, different ways to, like, you know, compensate, but, like, at the end of the day, I do think you're right. Like, kind of just specifically, like, hey, being, like, this close to the U.S. has so much advantages, but specifically to, like, you know, competing in terms of salary, like Canada needs to be able, we're not going to be able to beat the U.S., but we have to make it a lot more competitive. Yeah. Where, like, like in my company, I know for a fact, like we're, we're mainly U.S. and Canada. And I know like people with the exact same job as me in the U.S. are making more than me. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I just, I, com I comfort myself <laughs> with the fact that, hey, they live in New York and the quality of living is prime cost of living. And it's probably a little bit shittier, you know, than me here. So, like, you know, just, you know, don't, don't careful what you wish for kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like, imagine someone that, like, if my company was based in Phoenix, Arizona, like, I remember Derek was talking about that. But, like, you know, like, that would, that would be a no-brainer. Like, I'd move from Toronto to Phoenix to get paid better and, like, you know, have a lower cost of living. Like, you know, just overall better life, like, yeah, lifestyle. Yeah. So. That's definitely something Canada needs to work on for sure. But, do you, okay, before Aria goes in, do you think Phoenix is as nice as Toronto? Like that's like it's, it's like a semi big city in the U.S. I think it's very. I don't know what the population is, but it's definitely not as like compact and dense as Toronto. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, and bro, like fucking Phoenix is hot, so like <laughs> automatically it's better than Toronto. Like, Texas is hot that. too, bro. <laughs> 
and Texas is better than Toronto. What are you talking about? Okay, sorry. I Texas thought you were using that as a state, negative. Guys. What yeah. are you saying? Yeah, no, like, but like as a state, Texas's GDP is probably closer to Canada's GDP than Canada's is to the okay, U.S. I don't know. I'll say that just because it's true. Okay, yeah, like <laughs> we we can't go that in depth. There's like what forty million people in Canada. There's forty million people in California alone. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, it's yeah, scale thing, right? It's a scale thing. Yeah, I was running. I, I've been like uh, doing this ad campaign. Texas has for thirty million now. people. Twenty nine. Yeah. Like, dude, I was doing this ad, ad campaign for George Brown, and like the California ad group versus the all of Canada ad group, like, takes more money. Yeah. Exactly. Like, California, yeah, so. Los Angeles, consumer central, right? It's yeah. like, like, ads like live and die there. You yeah, know? fair like, enough. Everything lives fair and enough, dies yeah. in, in Los Angeles. I don't know, man. Like, I love Canada, bro, but it's just like, bro, like, getting more abstract here, man. Like, when you really think about, okay, like, let's say, like, Every country, like this was like command and conquer or some shit. Like every country, like was just a standalone. Think about like the resources we have in Canada. Like we have one of the like the most freshwater deposits in the world. We have a shit ton of land. We have so much like fucking like tr- we have so much trees. Like we have so much amazing agriculture. But I feel like it's very underutilized. And don't get me wrong. Like I don't feel that the purpose of life is productivity and output and all this stuff, right? But when you really think about it, like, I think we have so much, cause here's the thing, right? Like, okay, like now, now, first of all, like I've been drinking, so don't, don't, don't come for me, but imagine like, when he's had one drink, <laughs> it, had, it had like, it, it was like a three, four ounce. Drink, we know, bro. we know you, bro. Like, you've had one or, drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like let's fast forward like a hundred years, like 400 years in the future. And let's say like freshwater is now a commodity. You know, what's going to happen? The U S is going to be like, yo, give that shit to us. Because Canada just like we can't we can't like be self-sustaining, but it's like it doesn't make sense because like when you look at every aspect, we have so much oil, we have so much fresh water, we have so much raw materials. It's like, why would we as a country not be so prosperous? Right. I think it's just our approach and our attitude in a way. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me contextualize this just a little bit more. Like Canada is a G7 economy. Okay, man. Like I just mean we're literally like top seven at best, top 10 at worst in the whole world. So like 192, 193. So we're doing pretty well. Okay. Now, when we're compared to the US, which is top one at best, top two at worst. Yes, there is a lot that we can improve on. Like, I feel like if Canada maximizes its potential, we could probably be like, top five at worst, top three at best type of thing, right? But like, we're not too far off. We're top seven at best, top 10 at worst. So just dude, you, can't, you can't, you can't match, you yeah. can't match the productivity of the U.S. No, with the nowhere have right now. Like, no, the no, population like, is 10 times ours, literally but, like 300 like million exact- to 30 million. That's we supposed to do generate people out of thin air. No, but that's my point. Like you're like, okay, the U.S. is number one, but like we're getting outcompeted by countries that are literally like geographically like a tenth of our size with way less resources. It's like think about that, right? Like, what is the only answer? It's like then the only answer is that the only thing we have to offer is our resources. We have yeah. no value to offer from an intelligence, from a technology, from like that type of standpoint. And that's what I'm saying is ridiculous. Like. If the U.S. had the amount of resources we had, they would probably be even more productive, bro. Like, they would yeah. be able to do insane shit. Think about this, bro. The fucking, like, like think about, um, shit, what is the, the tail that's attached to Canada that the U.S. owns? Alaska. 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 Like, think about Alaska, right? Like, <laughs> bro, like... Tail? Okay, all right, right. Tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm a dummy. But, like, bro, like, t- think about Alaska. It's like, like... That technically, like the U.S. bought that from like what, like a like a colony, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like that should be ours too. Like, think about like like the the fact of the matter is like we're getting outcompeted by countries like France and the U.K. and shit that are literally like smaller than one of our provinces. And the fact of the matter is they're outcompeting us because they have that type of technological, financial, and other input, but we don't. You know what I mean? Like, human it just capital. doesn't make sense okay, now. Okay, like, wait, capital, wait, wait, wait. That's a big, big part of this. Huge, like, you gotta, yes. like, you gotta, like, recognize how big human capital is. Just, huge. like, just yes. because you have the resources, there's people, there's countries with way more population than us that are not just doing as well as us as well. 
You know what I mean? And there's like way more examples of those than people doing better than us with less. Exactly. Like France. Sure. How many? What's the population? 60, 67 million. I have it pulled up. Germany, 83 million. million the US, 67. I'm sorry, the UK, 67 million as well. And what's Canada? 40. 30. We, we just hit 40 million. Really? Oh, was we it just 40? Hit 40 Are we 40? Million. Are we 40? I we don't just hit 40 million. I feel like we're, we're, less, I saw, I saw we're less than France and the UK. Yeah. Yes. What fucking time yes. is, bro? Okay. Ninety yeah. percent of our population lives be- below like that Toronto line. If you were to like span pan but, it across like the entire country, but you don't feel like that's also partly Canada's problems. It's like how are people supposed to have kids and like these like bro like it wasn't about- always like this. So what what do you how do you explain like baby boomers? You know what I mean? Like they, they made a lot of kids. You know what I mean? I don't the, listen, bro. I don't know the fucking solution. I'm just no, like, the, the, the reality a, is the, like, the reality is, is the reality is we were like a colony country. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the population, all the resources, everything like that went to the US. So we naturally just developed at a slower rate. You know, we were always an accessory country type of thing, right? So it's like our population was never meant to like grow um, that much. Uh, that was never in the plans as much. I'm Does saying we buy sense? we buy some Chinese migrants, bro. We turbocharge Wait, this population. That's already happening, dude. What do you mean? We turbocharge this population and uh, we go for it, boys. We go for it. No, like, fully, like, like, like this, this comes back to your earlier you point what? about Justin the brain Trudeau, drain and labor and labor participation. Like, like, they're already doing it with, like, Canada's immigration is, like, I mean, we all know this. We're all immigrants. Well, I guess except Aria, but, like, your first generation. Like, that is, like, you know, like, that is the way Canada is, like, yo, like, everybody else in the world, like, come into our country, but you have to be smart. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah. that'd be good, uh, is that what? That'd be a good podcast name, Immigration Nation. <laughs> uh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. Like, I, I definitely, like, I, I, Luca, yeah, I see your points, but it's like, I think we're very much constrained by the resources that we have just like at home and homegrown. You know what I mean? Like, that, and not only that, now that we are getting like this influx of immigrants, like, everyone who's been living here is complaining about it. And and there's a divide. And the government's, the government's not doing a great job at bridging right. that divide either, you know? But, like, I guess the only thing I'm saying is it doesn't make sense because we do have raw resources. And when you really think about it, right, like, if you go back in history, like, that is what allows a nation. Like, that's why people try to conquer land, right? Because they want more favorable land. Like, Canadian land is good to grow on. It's good to, it has fresh water. But who's going to like, grow on it? And who's going to Who's living like, in all those places? Yeah, that, like, very no true. One, you know? Very true. Like, but it's like, but it's gonna, like, you don't feel like that is it Canada's fault too. Like that's not the fault of another nation. Like the fact that we're not growing substantially, that's not necessarily like the fault of the US or the UK or France. I think it's the weather, bro. Like it's fucking winter six yeah. months out of the year. <laughs> no, bro, seriously. Like you're laughing. It's real, bro. Like I'm saying like it's real. If Phoenix, if I had like a, a job opportunity in Phoenix that was like the exact same as the job opportunity I had in Toronto, I would move there just as an example because it's warm, like eight months out of the year as opposed to like fucking I, I, this fucking cold tundra. So I, I think I, I think the weather is like obviously like, you know, it's a little it's a it's not like the most important thing here. Right. But like understand this, for example, like a lot of our like water resources are in the north of the country. Right, like we own all of that. Like when you say, like, oh, we have one of the largest reservoirs of fresh water, is like all there. But right? even the Great Lakes, like even the Great Lakes, sure. But like, like Great you're Lakes talking also. about most yeah. of our reservoirs, what where all of our resources is, it's in places that might not get sun, like sunlight for a week during parts of the year. Mm-hmm. People aren't gonna live there and kind of hash that out. You know, you you have to go all the way out into the plains to get all this land for agriculture. There's nothing there. People don't want to live there. You know what I mean? And even if it, and then on top of that. A lot of our natural resources, oil or forestry, all this stuff is on indigenous land. And yeah. that's a whole headache in itself as well, right? If you want to extract it, if you want to claim ownership, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff. And there's like ethical questions around it. You know, like this is all constraints that are not particularly Canada's fault by nature. Sure. Maybe a little bit, you know what I mean? But it's also just kind of the way that the country was like dealt and and, and the cards have been handed down. Yeah. When you when you colonize a country, you run into these issues. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, man. It's just wild. Like I feel like we just do everything half assed. I guess that's my conclusion on this topic. But like I don't know. Like I'm like, dude, Canada's great. I love Canada, man. Like 
I think we are like 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 if you really think about like all the landscapes that are available in Canada, it's pretty insane. Like we have such beautiful like different areas, and like I don't know, I just feel like it's very underutilized. I think like you know like like more commitment maybe, or maybe it's just like a timing thing, like you guys say. But ain't that yeah. kind of nice? So imagine, if, uh, imagine we went to Banff and like they're just chopping down trees, like like mass chopping them down because like well we have to ship them out to like China or whatever. But then like they could maybe they could ship them out to like Manitoba, you know, like instead of China. And do, like, like, that's like, my point. Like you no, know, yeah. But then it's like you know we deplete our resources completely. I guess sure. we have a lot, you know. What I mean? But it's like think about this, man. Like dude, like Toronto, like we're one of the most popular cities in the world. And like any other city with our population has a better transportation system. It's not close. Oh yeah. Any other city with our GDP, with our size, just has a better transportation system. But that, that kind of bleeds into what I was saying before was that we were never meant to grow this big, right? Like the city was never like designed with the intention of getting this popular, this yeah. big, this dense, you know? It was always an accessory. We were, we're just a tumor to the United States. That's really like what we were designed <sighs> as, if you think about it. All right, boys. I'll see you guys in Denver. <laughs> Pretty beautiful place, I've heard. I love, yeah, I'd really... I'm, I'm down to go. I'm down for Denver, bro. I think we can catch the Denver wave because, you know, Austin, it's over. Like, we're not going to Austin, bro. Well, yeah, like, Austin is beautiful. It is, but like a, it's getting too saturated. And by the time we can move there, like it's just not going to be like it's not going to make sense anymore. Right, Arizona, then maybe Arizona, maybe Denver. You know, like there's a couple options. Phoenix, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's we are we are coming up at time because Luke and I have a place to be. Um, so uh, with that being said, let's uh, let's move on to our community highlights. My community highlights uh, today is the TTC. Shout out to the TTC, the only place that you can stand and see a guy who probably has leprosy and uh, will scream at you and then get off and look at you before getting off and say, I know how the TTC works. You get on and then you wait and then you get off and then he leaves. Shout out to the TTC. <laughs> Shout out to the TTC. Thing. Shout out to the TTC. Do you have any community highlights? Oh, wait, sorry. I actually have an actual hi- uh, oh, shout out. Is that uh, I'll shout out uh, Barbed. By the way, that was all shade. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. Did- Okay, can you explain to me this thing? Okay, I'm sorry. This is a short sidebar, like, but like, we're we're not that close. Explain to me why every single time I walk onto the TTC, the people are staring at me like I'm one of those people that's about to stab someone. When the person who's actually gonna fucking stab someone, everyone's ignoring them. Like, you know what I mean? I got on the TTC today. Every single time I get onto the TTC for work, everyone's fucking staring at me, and I think it's you know, like I have tattoos. I get it. Whatever. Bro, oh, why they're staring at you. Yesterday, I'm coming home <laughs> with Alyssa, and like this guy comes onto the TDC. He is screaming. Everyone, everyone, head down. I was the only person to be like, yo, chill. Like he came up to me. He's like, do you have money? I was like, no. And then he just left. Like he said, he talked to every single person. No one else said a word to him. But when I walk into the TDC, people are fucking looking at me, judging me, doing this shit. But no, the actual menace, no one fucking dares look at him. No, no one dares acknowledge of him. Of course they're not going to look at him because he's probably going to eat their face, man. Like, what the hell? Like, if someone's yelling on the TDC, I'm not looking at that motherfucking either. <laughs> That's why you're going to be a victim, Aria. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, My community you, highlight. You can, no, no, I'm cheese, bro. You can talk I'm to cheese. him. You can I'm talk cheese. to him. I don't understand why, like. People always be fucking staring at me. But hey, you man. know, when a person is actually a menace, fucking just like bro, no one even like looks at them. I'm telling you, bro, take the stairs with what they come. Because when I get on the TTC, people get out of their seat and move out of the way. So, <laughs> okay, you know, like there's there's levels to this shit. I, I did have that happen once in Scarborough, <laughs> but I haven't had that happen downtown, to be fair. I don't know. I just think that's fucking weird. Okay, you, you know what? I'm, I'm, tripping. I'm, I'm no? tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. You're right. Because like in New York, like if you see a crazy person, you're not supposed to be engaged. You're not you're looking right. at them, bro. Yeah, I'm you're right. you, don't look you're at right. me. Don't come near me. I don't want to smell you. I don't want to see you. None of that. Okay, fine. My actual community highlight is Bar Vendetta. Um, I went uh, yesterday. Um, it was very good. Um, I'll say this though. To be honest, like the best thing was actually the salad, which was pretty crazy. They had this like bitter green salad with this like really, really, really good dressing. Like it was fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, like the other stuff was okay. The pasta was pretty good, but the the drinks were fucking great too. Like amazing, amazing. D, did you hear that? What? I know, you, I know you're not looking at the. Sc- I, I know you're not looking at the screen because I gave you a look and you didn't, you didn't, you didn't do anything. But yeah, yeah, yeah the salad was the best part. Bro, I guess. Yeah, bro, I'm like, I mean, you, like, yeah, that is. Yeah. 
I know, I know you guys are like fucking judging, but like I promise you, if you guys go, like, get, get <laughs> out of pocket, dude. Out of pocket. I, mean, I can't. I can't necessarily. I can't necessarily deny that statement. I'll just say this though. <laughs> You should get the bitter green salad. It's good. All right, there we go. Bitter green. It wasn't even a Caesar salad. No, it's not. Oh, it's like an Italian salad. It was an Italian restaurant. You know, Italiano Caesar salad is Italiano too. I no, saw this guy hated Italian food, but whatever. Uh, my community uh, highlight. Your is ability Burnaby. to oversimplify my positions is um is is great. Is my ability amazing. to oversimplify everybody's positions actually. You, you get on with. You. Community highlights. Sorry, okay. Um, couple is songs. your community highlight going to be chicken, meats, chicken drumsticks, chicken salad, chicken over rice, fried chicken, chicken color? Low blow, but whatever. You get to your community highlights. Black bones, like ice spice. It is a fucking banger. Go check that out. It's a song like ice spice. <laughs> Uh, by Black Bones. Um, Nas dropped a new album, Magic 2. I don't even know if there's an album or an EP, but like he dropped Magic last year and he followed it up with Magic 2. Go check that shit out. Bokeem Woodbine is a banger. Irvin Magic Johnson is also a banger. Pistols on your album cover is a banger. Um, let's see, what else we got? Burn Boys. Burner Boy, uh, he announced his new album, I Told Them, um, yesterday, and he dropped a single, Big Seven. Actually, he dropped he announced it today and dropped a single today. So go check out Big Seven. It's a fucking banger. And he also dropped Taliban's part two featuring, uh, I guess it's not featuring, it's actually Byron Messia's song, but he hopped on it and they did like a remix. So go check that out, Taliban's two. And also, Burna Boy had a stadium show in the UK and in New York, and they dropped it on Apple Music Live. So if you're an Apple Music user, you are elite, and you have the privilege of watching Burna Boy like, kill a stadium show. So go check that out. And I'm just going to shout out Utopia by Travis Scott. Yeah, I, I listened to half the album thoroughly. It's super chill. It's not like his, like... Like banger party club anthem type stuff, but it's 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 quite wonderful. I actually really like it. You can really see the amalgamation of like you know the years that he put into this, and it's always nice to see a comeback album, especially after some guys just been dogged by the media. But that being said, I definitely think his next album is gonna be hot, hot, hot. Well, the reason he bought here, he made the album chill, is uh he doesn't want another Astro World. Know, yeah, like I'm saying, like his next album is gonna be fucking wild. But anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. With that being said, this has been episode 94 of the Three Wise Guys podcast. It's been real. It's been your boy, Arya. I'm here with Luke, and I'm here with D. And until next time, one love. One love. Salads are good.